Hello everyone and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Sandy Bentley and the Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and anything else that I want to while I try and figure out this whole mental health thing. Now, this week I do want to talk about March of the Machine Aftermath. So, Aftermath is a 50 card set. And their booster packs only have 5 cards each. So why are they the same price as regular packs that have 15 cards? I get that they have like a special foil in each one, but personally, I just think this is a bad idea. Uh, the fact that you can get this in collector boosters versions as well I just wasn't a fan so the whole aftermath set again 50 cards so far there's only a couple of cards that are even worth money at this moment the first one being uh, Karn Legacy Reforged which is a uh, 5 mana Legendary Artifact Creature, Golem, Star, Star. Power and Toughness are equal to the greatest mana value among artifacts you control, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you add a colorless for each artifact you control. This mana can't be spent to cast non-artifact spells, and until the end of turn, you don't lose mana as steps and phases end. Now, this one is coming in at around $18 for a regular version. And honestly, the only other card that really has any value is Nissa Resurgent Animist, which is two and a green for a 3-3 Elf Scout. It has landfall, and whatever land enters the battlefield under your control, you add a mana. And then if it's the second time the ability has resolved this turn, you reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an Elf or Elemental. Put that card into your hand. The rest go on the bottom of your library in a random order. Now, my advice for this whole set is just buy the singles you want, because chances are, if you want some of the less expensive stuff, you could get the rest of this set for like 20 bucks, and that's buying multiple copies of other cards. I just, I can't in good faith tell you to go out and buy packs of this, and I don't know. This could have been handled differently. This could have been any number of different things. And it, it's a five card pack. I just, I find that just kind of wrong on so many levels. And I just can't endorse this. All right. That's kind of all I had to say about Aftermath, so I will be right back, and we're going to talk about something else. I'll see you in a minute. Hey, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff. Believe me, I know that. But if you would like to help support the podcast and me you can find the links to my patreon in my link tree which is always 
put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks. But that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. And welcome back. Now, for this section, I want to talk about a deck that I had built a long time ago. And that was a Boros Soldier's deck using Tajik Blade of the Legion. I had that deck together for about a year before I decided to finally take it apart. And more recently, I had built Baird, Steward of Argive, as a Boros-centered soldier deck. And it just didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to, so I scrapped the idea. But while I was taking apart the deck, I realized I have uh, Myril, Shield of Argive, in that, what used to be the deck. Why don't I just build that out as mono-white soldiers? So that's what I did. Now, my real shield of Argive is 3 and a white for a 3-4 human soldier. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. But more importantly, whenever my real shield of Argive attacks, create X-1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature tokens where X is the number of soldiers you control. So, when I saw this, I thought, okay... I can do mono-white soldiers and really lead into tokens as well. So the first card that crossed my mind was actually Elspeth, Sun's Champion. Four white-white for a four loyalty Elspeth Planeswalker. But its plus one is to put three one-one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield. Its negative three is destroy all creatures with power four or greater. And then on minus seven, you get an emblem with creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and flying. And to be perfectly honest, we all know this is mostly just there to produce the tokens and maybe occasionally blow up something big on the opponent's board. Very rarely have I ever actually altered her, and it's typically one of those, well, I'm already winning, so I guess I can just win a little more type moves. But the other big uh, soldier producer I have in the deck is Darien, King of Kildor. Four white white for a 3-3 human soldier, but whenever you're dealt damage, you make that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens. And that one's pretty self-explanatory. If you're going to hit me for a lot, I'm then going to swarm the board, and you're not going to have a good time after that. It just kind of disincentivizes people from hitting me but if i have my own ways of dealing some damage to myself i can also make my own tokens doing that now we get into more of the utility creatures for the sake of being utility creatures uh, first up we have Ballyrest banneret one and a white for a two one kithkin soldiers kithkin spells and soldier spells you play cost one less to play that's pretty self-explanatory it's like a mana dork for soldiers. Next up, we have Preeminent Captain. Two and a white for a 2-2 Kithkin Soldier. It has first strike, and whenever it attacks, you may put a soldier creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. 
Next up, we have Catapult Master. Three white-white for a 3-3 three, three human soldier, but you can tap five untapped soldiers you control to exile target creature. Uh, and then we're going to get into some of the more anthemy cards, if that makes any sense. Uh, first up, we have Siege Veteran. Two and a white for a 2-2 two, two human soldier. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you put a counter on target creature you control. And whenever a non-token soldier you control dies, you can make a 1-1 one, one colorless soldier artifact creature token. Prava of the Steel Legion is 2 and a white for a 1-4 cat soldier. As long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control get plus 1, plus 4. You can also pay 3 and a white to create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. This has partner, but that has no bearing on this deck. Next up, we have Sen's Tactician. It's a single white for a 1-1 one, one Kithkin soldier. You could pay a white and tap it to put a plus one plus one counter on target soldier creature. But each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it can block an additional creature. Alright, and now after them we get into more of the specifically cares about soldiers anthems. So Valorant Veteran is one and a white for a 2-2 core soldier, but other soldiers you control get plus one plus one, and you can pay three white white to exile the veteran from your graveyard to put a plus one plus one counter on each soldier you control. Rock's Pike Master is two white white for a 3-3 Rhino Soldier with first strike. And other soldiers you control have first strike. Field Marshal is one white white for a 2-2 human soldier. And other soldiers you control get plus one plus one and have first strike. Captain of the Watch is four white white for a 3-3 human soldier with vigilance. Other soldier creatures you control get plus one plus one and have vigilance. And when Captain of the Watch enters the battlefield, put three 1-1 white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield. Daru Warchief is 2 white white for a 1-1 one, one human soldier. Soldier spells you play cost 1 less to cast. And soldiers you control get plus 1, plus 2. Paragon of New Dawns is 3 and a white for a 2-2 two, two human soldier. Other white creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1. And you can pay a white and tap it to give another white creature you control vigilance till end of turn. Next up, we have Mobilization. Two and a white for an enchantment. Soldier creatures have Vigilance. And you can pay two and a white to put a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token onto the battlefield. Now, I want to round out this list with some utility artifacts. Uh, first up, we have our Obelisk of Erd. Six mana artifact with Convoke. As Obelisk of Erd enters the battlefield, choose a creature type, and creatures you control of the chosen type get plus two, plus two. Now, the last of kind of the like massive pump-everything-up cards that we have is Coat of Arms. It's a five-man artifact. Each creature gets plus one, plus one for each other creature on the battlefield that shares at least one creature type with it. And we're going to round this out with Staff of the Storyteller, one and a white for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you make a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. But whenever you create one or more creature tokens, put a story counter on the staff of the storyteller. And then you can pay a white and tap it to remove a story counter from the staff of the storyteller to draw a card. And that's kind of all I wanted to talk about with the deck. And I know this is going to be kind of short. But for those of you that don't know, I had a bit of an error uh, over the weekend 
where I lost all of the recording data that I had for this episode. So I'm re-recording this, which is why it's coming out a day later. That said, I'm just kind of exhausted from my weekend, and I really, really just want to go relax for a little bit. So I will see you next time. Uh, Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending, along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.